0: I'm Zach
1: and I'm Erica
0: and this is Topics Topics with with the the Taylors, Taylors, a podcast where we explore topics that are relevant to life. What is up? It's episode four.
1: Hi guys. We've made it.
0: She wants to say good morning because we're filming this in the morning or taping this in the morning.
1: Yeah. I've said good morning twice now and I feel like he's giving me side eye both times. (laughs) So whenever you're listening to us, hello.
0: Good afternoon. Konnichiwa.
1: Konnichiwa. I don't
0: know. Yeah. Konnichiwa means um, like good day in Chinese.
1: In Chinese? Uh-huh.
0: It's the only Chinese I know how to speak.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Bonjour.
0: <laughs> Completely random facts. <laughs> so we're sorry about not recording last week. We had sickness, some stuff happening. Uh, snow days. It was crazy.
1: It was just a crazy week.
0: It was, it was. But <laughs> since it's Valentine's Day when this uh, episode is dropping, we're going to be talking about relationships and love.
1: Love, love.
0: So Erica and I just went to a conference and Erica is going to talk a little bit more about what the conference was and we're going to kind of dive into our story and preparing for marriage and everything like that.
1: Yeah. So we went to the Love and Respect conference just recently this is the first premarital no it's the first marriage conference yeah, we've been first to post
0: marriage conference
1: yeah we didn't go on premarital no. either though <laughs> but it was good we highly suggest anyone who's even interested in being in a relationship to attend specifically this one or any of them um, love and respect is also a book so go out and get that book and read it If you work with people, it's perfect for whether you're in a relationship, marriage, or if you just work with
0: people. Mm -hmm. We felt
1: like it was really helpful. Oh, yeah. Just in everyday life.
0: It was really good.
1: Yeah. So one of the big things that they talk about in this love and respect book and at the conference was that women want love and men want respect. And when those two are absent, then chaos happens.
0: Right, and that becomes from Ephesians five thirty three, where it says, "Nevertheless, each individual among you, also is to love his own wife as himself, and his wife must see to it that she respects her husband." Basically, saying like there is a commandment there for love from a husband to a wife and respect from a wife to a husband, because those are not natural tendencies that we have in and of ourselves. Like I never question if Erica loves me like I I've never <laughs> felt that way I know she loves me um and I, I you can speak to this but if you felt like oh maybe if you've ever questioned it or like
1: yeah I think there's sometimes I'm like oh man did I do something that exact not love me as much as he did before
0: right and there's definitely on my end I'm like I uh when she will like reload the dishwasher I'm like, serious, like I, I can handle loading a dishwasher. Like, I make big boy decisions all the time. I can make a decision to handle the dishwasher.
1: Yeah, it feels disrespectful. Right.
0: So it, it, it's really good just to know that how guys are wired, girls are wired, um, in relational with your wife and, or with your husband. But also it's really good just to know that, like, hey, for me, since I'm so solution-oriented, I have to think – and stop and pause with everybody I talk to when they tell me a problem. Be like, hey, do you want me to listen or do you want me to help solve this for you?
1: Yeah. And one of the big things that they talked about that it wasn't right or wrong, these ways of thinking is just different. Right. So the way you think about, hey, I want to fix this problem or solve this problem is not wrong. It's just different than the way I think.
0: Oh, yeah. And what's I think is really cool is culture today predominantly if you say you're wrong right right it is a not that you're wrong it's that you're completely wrong and that's not a facet that's not a way that could even possibly work there is no like oh it's just different
1: yeah, there's no grace or gray or middle ground.
0: Right. It's just, oh, no, you're wrong, so I have my way.
1: Yeah. And so I think this was really good shift in the way we think to, oh, you know what? That might not be wrong. That might just be different. Right. It was huge. Um, I loved one of my big things that he talked about was that sometimes the way I represent myself, I misrepresent what I mean and what I am thinking and feeling by the way like i look or my facial expressions or my tone of voice and that mi- means that zach is going to misinterpret what i'm saying so misrepresentation equals misinterpretation so if my face is saying i'm pissed and zach's like
0: i can't believe you just said pissed.
1: i know that's really not good oh my god ah!
0: expletive podcast now so
1: sorry if i'm upset
0: you need to repent
1: Dear Jesus, help me. (laughs) So my tone says something different than what I mean. So it was just good for me to start thinking that way, like, oh, man, I need to watch my facial expressions and my tone because sometimes those are saying something different than what I mean.
0: Yeah, and I know for me, when we have conflict, um, I think a lot of what I go into is because my job is basically conflict. Yeah. And how I'm wired is like I want to not bulldoze, but like I want to figure out the conflict and I want to solve it.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite stories, actually, of, like, when we figured this out, was when we were trying to figure out a photographer for our wedding, <laughs> and yep. Zach gave me his list of, like, ten things of why he had... It was a great list. ...the person he wanted for our wedding, or, like, why he wanted the photographer for a wedding. It was
0: why, the, why I wanted to spend a certain amount on the wedding.
1: Okay, yeah, his why, he gave me, like, a list, and then he said, okay, your turn, and uh, I just started crying, because <laughs> I felt like I wasn't being heard, <laughs> and I told him at that point that he lawyers me.
0: (laughs) Yes, because I want to just present points. Yes. I want to have more of a rational.
1: And I want to talk about my feelings. You do.
0: (laughs) You do. And I want to talk about the logical reasoning behind a choice.
1: Right. So the marriage conference was overall a really great experience for us. And we really felt like we grew a lot and um, understood each other better walking away.
0: Yeah. So we're going to talk about. So in, in relationships like in, when we're talking um, dating or marriage relationships and even if you're single but you desire um, to be in a dating marriage relationship like here are some things looking back as married couples who are trying a married couple trying to pursue the Lord um, some things we could have done differently but kind of how we prepped ourselves um, I'm not gonna lie I feel like we do marriage pretty well.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Um, We've had a lot of influence in that. Um, A lot of people have influenced us and really walked with us. We have a couple, a couple older couples that are, are really free reign in yeah, our, in our lives. Yeah, they mentor
1: us pretty specifically. We and actually in,
0: called them last night about room service. Yeah, we
1: did call so. them. We are like, how do we do this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they like, I never stayed in a place this nice.
1: Yeah just that intentionality that we have to make sure that our marriage is god honoring.
0: Yeah. And I think it's perfectly fine for you to be like, yeah, I'm good at dating or yeah, I'm good at being married. Like you want to be good at those things. Yeah,
1: please be good at those things. It'll so, set you up better in the future.
0: We'll tell you a little bit like we'll talk we'll start with Erica and how Eric like Erica's dating history, all right? We're going to get personal. Erica's dating so personal. history. Um, how did she begin really to prep for marriage and maybe even some uh, struggles that you have because of your dating history in marriage now?
1: Yeah, so I started dating around the age of 18. Um, My first relationship lasted three years. So I kind of like jumped out of the not dating or thinking about dating to like in a committed relationship. Um, It was kind of like almost a culture shock for me just trying to get used to like, what does this dating even mean or look like? So um, I had a lot of just insecurities in general around dating because I always wanted to be in a relationship and just never was. So I think that really fueled a lot of the decisions that I made (laughs) in relationships. So um, I had been told growing up, like, you, should date, you shouldn't date someone unless you want to marry them. So in thinking that way, I was like, oh, okay, so if I get in a relationship, I have to marry this person. Like, that's what my brain went to, which is not accurate at all. Really, the saying is a good saying, but I think I took it to the extreme and felt like I couldn't get out of a relationship once it started to kind of get, like, not... God-honoring, necessarily. It just became normal and not exciting. You know, not that relationships have to be exciting, but it was just not what the Lord wanted for me at that time. So, um, got out of that relationship, and I really decided at that point in time that I really wanted to figure out how to do this whole dating thing well. So, I stumbled upon a podcast that I now know is not just a podcast, but it's actually a ministry out of Dallas, and it's well, called The Porch.
0: They have a great... Watermark is a great coffee shop. That's why... We come to, like, Dallas. We talk about the goals thing. Yeah. We come to Dallas to do our goals um, at their coffee shop. So.
1: Yeah. So, The Porch is a ministry inside of Watermark, which is a church here in Dallas, and they are a young adult ministry. Like that is what they do. They do sermons and all kinds of things for young adults. I found their podcast, I started listening to it, and at the end of the podcast, they talked about entitlement, and I was like, "Oh, I don't struggle with entitlement." And the Lord convicted me so hard at the end because we had to write down a hundred things that we have that we don't actually deserve. And I was like, oh, this might be difficult. And then I realized I deserve nothing. (laughs) And so started writing it, and the Lord just, like, really placed it on my heart. Like, you have been given everything because I've given it to you. And so I don't deserve to be a wife or a mother. Like, I am not promised those things, but the Lord, well, he allowed me to be a wife. So, like, those things are really what started my shift In perspective of dating to really be like, you know what? I want to be intentional in my singleness because I want the Lord to just fully use me where I am Mm -hmm. instead of always looking for that relationship or to be married or those things. And once I got serious about my singleness, like, man, I started mentoring younger girls. I started hanging out with girlfriends. Hang on, hang on.
0: You can be useful for the ministry and be a single female?
1: Yeah, you can.
0: What? Yeah so weird. So, this is a I've, if you guys are connected to Christian culture at all, you will know that um there largely Christian culture says that a man being single like that's an okay thing. Like a man yeah. can be single, you know, at 25, 26. And
1: it's normal. And it
0: is it's not that big deal. He's just prepping. But if a female is single at like 23, it's like, what are you doing with your life? Why aren't you married?
1: And the main question is like, oh, so do you have any boys yeah. you're interested in? Or everyone's
0: trying to set you up. Yes. And we are not saying that marriage is the end goal no. for everybody or anybody because it's not. If marriage is the end goal, you're going to miss out on what life has.
1: Right. And I love the fact that how do you know if you're supposed to be single? Did you wake up today single? The Lord has you now in singleness. Like, He wants to use you in your singleness today. If you woke up today single.
0: Yeah, He wants to use you in your singleness.
1: Yeah. So that's really what I started doing. Um, I was writing letters to my future husband starting at about the age 13, 14. And they were, like, really funny letters. I can tell you about them now. But really at... Um, About 21, I started getting really intentional about praying for my husband's soul, asking the Lord to really make him into the man of God that I wanted my children to be the father to. And I wanted him to like really seek after what the Lord's desire for his life was, for his job, for direction and those things and that he would be spirit led. Like I really got intentional about asking the Lord to really guide my future husband, now Zach heart so that was something that really took a shift in that time as well
0: mm-hmm. um and I would say so are you done yeah okay um I would say what what's something that you think from your dating oh, past yeah. that you that you brought into the marriage that may be hard a little bit uh like maybe what people would term baggage
1: sure yeah so I think everyone brings baggage in it just does. Is- depends on what size the suitcase is. Um, And I think I brought in a lot of just trust things. I think I was broken up with twice. That first time was really sudden and like really traumatic for me because I had never experienced it before and the second time was very traumatic because it was all of a sudden and unexpected and so I think when I got in a relationship with Zach and when things are hard I automatically I'm like oh my gosh is he gonna leave like I think sometimes my initial gut response is that and I have to then remind myself no like we committed to this for life and the tax credit you know, you got to do what you got to do. I
0: mean, it's finance at the end.
1: Yeah. So really knowing that like I'm secure in who the Lord says I am and I trust Zach wholeheartedly. But I think sometimes that insecurity still creeps in. Yeah. Like I'm not immune to that.
0: No. And I think that's good. Like everyone needs to recognize is that everyone has faults. Yeah. And everybody has history and pain. And just like you have, I have scars in my body from you know when I was a kid when I scraped my knee, or yeah, I cut myself at a restaurant um, when I was working there. Like I still have that scar, and it doesn't make me any less usable. It's just part of who I am. And really, relational scars and heart scars are the same way. Yeah. Um, as long as you allow the Lord to knit your heart um, and those scars back together, you really are able to. Um, still jump into a relationship and be happy in a marriage and god-honoring in a marriage no matter if you've you know have have the baggage of I've never been in a relationship all of a sudden I'm in a relationship I don't have this is all new to man I've slept with five six girls ten guys like I was a partier like that baggage is no different than the baggage of um, somebody coming in who 's never been in a relationship like there 's baggage in that absolutely ba- they, I mean, there can be a lot more heart relational baggage with the sleeping and being in a lot of relationships um but at the end of the day they 're both baggage
1: yeah, it just depends on the size
0: right um so my story yes um I started dating about two weeks after I turned sixteen.
1: Oh hey, got those car keys <laughs>
0: um and I would say i never had a I had one official girlfriend. We dated for like a week, um, and then I basically just made out with a bunch of girls <laughs> through high school. Your um,
1: lipstick is cool. Yeah, Her lipstick is popping. I met.
0: I tell Erica the story that I like. I met this girl who's from going on vacation at, from California. Yeah. And like, I was newly saved, and she was like twenty one. I was seventeen. It was, it was
1: California girls, man.
0: Twenty. Yeah, it was just it was just a mess, and the Lord like redeemed that situation, and pulled me out of it. Um, but then I jumped into a relationship, not too long after that, where I dated for two and a half years, um, and I had a, a lot of baggage from that because she cheated on me twice. Uh, she was just kind of rude, and, and I hope that she has since found the Lord. Right. Um, but that that brought a lot into my singleness for two years. Where I was like really actively like, what does it look like to seek the Lord? And I remember the first thing I did was I want to read the entire Bible uh, before I I date. Oh wow! Again, um, and I want to go through Proverbs thirty one. So I got a uh, reading plan. It was a two year reading plan. Uh, I read the New Testament and or I read the Old Testament and Proverbs, and the New Testament or Old Testament and Psalms, New Testament and Proverbs, um, and it took me two years to complete that. But it really gave me a roundabout, like, oh, hey, this is actually useful. Like, I can take biblical principles from all over to use it. Um, and then, so she's a Watermark uh, fan. fan. I'm a uh, Village Church fan up Maddie in Flower Man. C, Matty C., Matt as Chandler. we know him. <laughs> yes. Well,
1: we don't know him. <laughs> we don't know
0: him at all. I would freak out if I knew him. Um, if anyone knows Matt Chandler that's listening to this, let, message me. Find somehow to connect with me so that way I can meet Matt Chandler. That would be really cool.
1: Some kids dream of going to Disneyland. <laughs> Zach dreams of meeting Matt Chandler. Well,
0: it, he's just, uh, like, the not in just the village church. I mean, Josh Patterson, JT English, the just guy, men of All God. All the shout-outs. Yeah, men of God who just love the Lord. Um, but Matt Chandler did this thing uh, called Mingling of Souls and Beautiful Design. Mingling of Souls is a book about uh, what is it like to... Have hearts and strings attached and really goes great into relationship. Um, and then Beautiful Design really talks about how men and women were created for the image of God. Um, so, that being said, when I met Erica in January, I actually met her in Super Summer 2016, but she doesn't remember me.
1: We can share that story in a second.
0: Yeah. Um, we we started dating like i knew what i wanted in a girl i wanted someone who was following the lord someone i didn't have to like nudge to serve the lord but they were serving the lord in areas of the church that i want to be in um and i think that's big like because generally what i'll see is i'll see a girl who's chasing after the lord right and then a guy who may have some intangibles but he's just a boy and the girl wants him to be a man and chasing after the Lord, and she'll. Um, she almost she'll is step back. Yeah, and she'll step back yeah. into his level. Right. Or sometimes it's rare that I'll see a guy step back because girls just naturally are more emotionally connected to the gospel than some guys are. Right. Um. So girls will girls will step back which create a whole new dynamic in the relationship. Now the man's not leading. The female's actually leading, which is ungodly and which shouldn't be done. And I, I know, like, we had a conversation when uh, you thought I was going to ask you out. And I was just, like, very upfront and honest. And get this, I actually said my intentions, you know, yeah. a month, uh, two weeks in. I said, hey, look, um, I'm interested in you, and I and I desire to be friends with you in hopes of, um, dating. And if we date, I hope we date in the goal of marriage.
1: Yeah. Men take note. Any guy that is willing to say exactly his intentions is golden girls. Any man that is willing to state exactly what his intentions are, man, he is a keeper.
0: Yeah. It, 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 it's a,
1: it's a game changer. Yeah.
0: And it's a big deal for a guy to be like, Hey, okay. You're not, I remember this girl, um, who she was awesome, loved the Lord, um, and I was slightly interested in her from like the very, like trying to figure out if I wanted to date. She was like, Oh, I want to be a missionary. And I was like, Oh, well, my heart doesn't line up with your heart. I, I, I can't, like, I'm not going to say, Well, I'm still going to pursue you because I just felt like, man, that, that's not right. Like, you have your own desires. I'm not, I don't have any desire to be a missionary. Um, so I tried to walk away from that
1: yeah so men really having a humble spirit to know like i respect you and what the lord is calling you to enough to not even get tangled up in that oh yeah that's huge yeah
0: um and i would say one big baggage that i took away was um and and erica knows this like Mm -hmm. if she's somewhere and like i call her or i text her and it's been like two or three hours and she I'm like, hey, just like recognize that I like say hey, I'm still at the coffee shop. Like don't and I think it's part of my job, like don't make me wonder if you're okay. Right. Just so you know I just send a message, hey, doing good. Or right. hey, I I'll call you back in a second. Like acknowledge what I I called you or acknowledge something and it and that's a struggle for me. Like I can't I, I have to be careful with that.
1: Right. And I think it's a good thing if you're in a relationship having a really honest conversation of, "Hey, like this is my baggage. Like this is mm-hmm. what I'm bringing in." And I'm not saying to do that like the first date. Please no. don't do that.
0: But when you you tell the relationship's getting serious, yeah, like push into that and and say, "Hey, uh my, you know, my Identity, my self-worth is not in this, if this relationship works out, but it's actually in Christ. Right. So I'm going to push in and say, Hey, this is where I'm at. No condemnation. Right. Because right. I'm for God. I, I'm with God. God knows me. I'm fully known by him. If this person rejects me, that's okay. Right. Marriage is not the end goal. Dating no. is not the end goal. Um, 10,000 years from now. Right. We won't, we won't be we married. We won't be married. We won't nope. be concerned with, um, whether we rom- got married married or not mm. romantical love like we'll be concerned about what we did for christ so we really have to push in to that right um and you can see a lot of like a lot of my friends who aren't believers and they still do this like they're honest with just honest with their spouse honest with their intentions like yeah these are key biblical principles that good relationship people like relationship gurus people who study it who aren't followers of Christ, like will even recognize, like, hey, yeah, be intentional, be all this, like we think we be vulnerable. Yeah, we think we figured out this whole like relationship stuff, and if you go into a Walmart or something, you'll see tons of magazines of Cosmos, like Better Sex Now, uh, ten ways to turn your guy on, all this stuff. Uh, Pornography is out, like out the wazoo with how many people are looking at it, because. Um, like we think we figured this all out but we really figured nothing out that's why culture is just spinning in this wheel um and even last night we we ran across some people that it looked like they were out about to go out clubbing and dancing and, and it was you know Thursday night um they were wearing
1: Uh, Minimal clothing. Minimal
0: clothing. It's freezing outside. And I looked at Erica and I was like, they want want what we have.
1: A secure relationship. They want someone to be able to love and respect them and all of those things, which those things are not possible without Christ. They just, you don't get the fullness of that. Right. So, okay, we're going to switch up a little bit and talk a little bit about our story, how we met just really quickly because we've touched on those. Um, And then we're just going to throw some, like, key things at you and be out. So, Zach, why don't you share our story since you have a beautiful beginning that I do not remember.
0: So, met Erica at Super Summer of 2016.
1: And Super Summer is a leadership camp for anyone who doesn't know what that
0: is. We were both team leaders there. Um, Met her there when one of my youth girls introduced me to her saying, Hey, this girl would be interested and it would be like, you guys should date, basically. I said, met her, shook her hand. I said, not really my type. Bounced out. Um, we actually both dated. I don't
1: remember that interaction. She
0: doesn't, but we both. Oh well, I just went on some dates.
1: I dated someone shortly after dated, that, <laughs>
0: um, and who were both team leaders in our groups. Um, it was kind of funny. And then um, in January 2017, Eric had already broken up with the guy. I was still single. We met at a church event. Which is like a weekend thing for our uh, youth.
1: It's like a discipleship weekend. Yeah,
0: it was an event, um, and I noticed Erica, and I noticed how much she loved the Lord and worked with um, the students. The students, and two thousand January two thousand sixteen, the Lord told me I'd meet my wife at Super Summer. Lo and behold, I didn't know that it was going to be Erica who I saw in two thousand seventeen. It's like full circle. Full circle, and um. We went, we, she can't, I threw a Super Bowl party. I called my buddy, I was like, hey, we're throwing a Super Bowl party, I need to meet this girl, get her invited. Got her invited, started talking to her. Um, we started really dating. dating. And talking. And talking. In the January, or er, November 2017, I proposed to you. Yes. Got married in May 2018, Six May months
1: later. Six so, short months yep,
0: later. Been married ever since. Yeah um and really we just tell you that in a nutshell to say you don't know what life is going to bring at you um if we hadn't prepared ourselves if we weren't both and I'm not going to say content in singleness on this because I wanted to date um
1: yeah and I wouldn't say super content either because I had a very strong desire to get married
0: yes um if I hadn't laid the um the altar, though of relationships and the social status that comes with having a boyfriend or girlfriend down I don't think i had been ready to date um, but I don't think if we would pre- have both haven't been prepared for dating been prepared for marriage because um, dating Erica said it a little bit and this is probably my best takeaway she said that don't date anyone you wouldn't marry um, so what I would say is I would change that up around um, while that's correct, don't date anyone you wouldn't be thinking that, hey, this could be a marriage. Um, don't be casual about it. Go on group dates. Like, we went on group dates for a little bit. We saw each other outside of.
1: We didn't do one-on-one for a really long time. Yeah. Like, I brought my sister, my younger sister with me. Shout
0: out, Erin.
1: A lot of times when we hung yeah. out.
0: Which was great. Yeah, And was a lot wonderful. of times we just hung out and talked. We hung and out at your
1: parents' and my parents' yeah, house. Like, we, not the cool thing to do. No,
0: we, we didn't spend time by ourselves, um, because when you run out of things to talk, you'd normally divulge into physical. Right. Um, and making and then, out is fun. Yeah, making out is fun. You're created for it. Um, but that's not what holds a relationship. Like, right. you're, you're not... Sex and physical only last for a very short amount of time, and then for the rest of the 23 hours and 57 minutes you're <laughs> you're uh you're really just like you you got to be with each other. Right. And actually get to know one another. You have to
1: have substance. Mm-hmm. It can't just be fluff. Right. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just like ask what the intentions are like be willing to be vulnerable and say hey this is my intentions this is where I want to go with this and be willing to say those things and I also think just really laying down the feeling of entitlement that you deserve to be married um like that was the hardest thing for me to learn and there was a lot of tears over it Mm -hmm. like I didn't want that to be true
0: right so, and that's a big thing, and if we could say anything, it's if you don't know Christ, all this is null and void, right um because ultimately he is the greatest relationship you'll have, and the most important. Erica is not the most important relationship I have, right, and I'm not the most important relationship she has. Uh, our relationship with Christ individually is the most important,
1: yeah, and our relationship with him makes our relationship so much sweeter,
0: yeah. So key takeaways, know Christ, have some godly friends and older mentors. couples, couples that could older mentor couples that yeah. could pour into you um and prepare for your prepare and train.
1: Prepare well, train up.
0: Yep. All right. We'll Get, check you later.
1: Bye guys.